Today does mark International Women's Day, and BC official opposition leader Shirley Bond, along with MLA Stephanie Cadeau, BC Liberal critic for gender equity, accessibility, and inclusion, they put out a joint statement today for International Women's Day, which says, in part, Today on International Women's Day, we join women across the province and around the world as together we challenge and call out gender bias and inequity. We also celebrate the amazing achievements and contributions that women have made in BC and beyond. So that's just a small snippet of the statement here released here today and to speak a little bit more to the significance of International Women's Day and the importance of having women in prominent roles within our society including within our government please to welcome to the show interim leader of the official opposition Shirley Bond. Shirley thank you so much for the time today. Oh it's a pleasure nice to chat with you again. So I'll just start with this you put out a video on your Twitter here today and one of the things that you mentioned right off the top is if you can see it you can be it. I think it's a pretty self-explanatory saying but what does that mean to you? Well, I've, uh, I've thought a lot about that statement over the years. And, and one of the things that I think is so important when young women are thinking about, you know, the kinds of things they want to be engaged in, it's so important for them to see women in, in leadership roles right across, uh, you know, the, the spectrum, whether it's in elected office or whether it's around a boardroom table or whether it's at CHNL. We, we need to see, you know, young women need to see other women in those roles. And it's been exciting to watch. Um, you know, we've made progress. We're obviously, uh, we have a lot more to do. But, you know, today, for example, uh, talking to uh, firefighters in British Columbia, for example, they're honoring and, and uh, celebrating the fact that, you know, there are more women uh, serving as firefighters. There are more women in the legislature. You know, those are the kinds of things that we need to continue to see. So we want young women to, uh, to, to look beyond the barriers and think about possibility. And, and, I mean, you're sitting there as the leader of a political party here in the province, mm -hmm. and we saw, you know, before you, Christy Clark was elected the 35th Premier mm -hmm. of B.C. Uh, she was the second woman to serve as Premier of British Columbia after Rita Johnson did so in 91. I mean, when you see these types of, of roles being filled by women, I mean, just how important is that to make sure that the next generation is inspired to believe? And, and this goes back to that original saying, right? If you can see it, you can be it. To have people in these very prominent positions has to be critical to making sure that everyone feels like they have an opportunity. Well, that's it. That's exactly the way to describe it. You know, we want uh, young women to look and see possibility to make sure they see themselves in those roles. And, you know, for a long time, it's been really challenging for women in, in typically male dominated fields. Uh, you know, it takes courage. It takes a willingness to step up and, and uh, you know, that that's not always easy, but you know, I'm encouraged. When I look around me, I have incredible young women on the senior staff that work here. We have some new female MLAs. We have certainly uh, in, on the government side of the bench, there there's a significant number of female leaders. The cabinet is obviously uh, equally represented in terms of men and women. So I do think that even in my line of work, we have seen improvement. And one of the things I also, you know, think has been so important in my life is that, you know, when I think about, for example, your MLAs, uh, you know, Todd Stone and, and uh, Peter Millibar, you know, they're, they're men who, who champion and support the role of women in our team, uh, on our, in our party, and in the work they do every day. And that makes a difference, too. We need, you know, men and women to stand up together and say it's important to have women uh, in those critical leadership roles wherever uh, we are and whatever jobs we're called to do. 
Now, every person I've had on the show here so far this afternoon, mm-hmm. uh, I've just wanted to ask this question because I think it's sure. important to realize that everyone is 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 having some type of experience with feeling discrimination as a result of gender. And I'm just curious, in your political career, I mean, have you ever felt like your gender was uh, a, an issue or something that was sort of held against you? I think all of us have experienced that. And one thing I should say that I, I'm a very firm believer, I still very much believe in the best person for the job. And so, uh, you know, I want to have uh, the opportunity to serve in various roles because of my skill set um, and because I'm good at it, um, not not because of my gender. Mm-hmm. And so I, I have sort of, you know, um, lived my life's experience that way. But, you know, obviously there are times when, uh, you know, I can remember... Uh, you know, being in a, in a meeting, uh, you know, in a, a room that, that uh, you know, perhaps has more men than women and, and being a cabinet minister where, you know, men, for example, find it uncomfortable to make eye contact with the person who's actually the cabinet minister in the room, right, which is the, mm-hmm. is, is the woman. Um, so those are circumstances that all of us face in our jobs and the places that we work. But for the most part, I have, um, I have been profoundly uh, grateful to the people of Prince George Valemount for electing me, and, and certainly gender hasn't been an issue there. And I take that very seriously. I, I see that as an opportunity to, to uh, you know, stand up for the people uh, that, that elect me, but also uh, to take the opportunity to, to speak to young women, to mentor. I do a lot of uh, one-on-one conversations with young women and, and uh, encourage them to consider a life in public service. And it certainly has its ups and downs, but I can tell you uh, for the vast majority of my career, I have felt very, very uh, honored to be uh, elected to public office, and uh, I certainly wouldn't have changed that for anything. I appreciate you sharing that story there with us here today. Uh, I mentioned in the the statement that you would put out, one of the things that you'd said in there was, we got to challenge and call out gender bias and inequity. And just going into the legislature on some of the work that is happening here today, you mentioned to me before we actually got live to air that, you know, a pay equity bill uh, is being discussed here. It was put forward by the BC Liberal Party. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what that bill entails and sort of what, why it's so important to see something like that move forward? Well, again, you know, uh, we, we have the opportunity to make change and to make a difference. And so my colleague, Stephanie Cadu has, uh, has tabled a private member's bill on numerous occasions, which would require uh, reporting out uh, in terms of, of salary. And that's really imp- important because it, it is about the principle of equal pay for equal work. And, uh, you know, I reflected in, uh, in the legislature this morning on, on in my, one of my statements, you know, that uh, 103 years ago, the first female MLA was elected uh, to, the, to Parliament. Uh, she was the only woman in the legislature at that time. And her critical issues, the issues that mattered most to her, were about putting women and children first, talking about things like uh, a minimum wage for women, talking about, uh, you know, child care, making sure women could serve as judges. And as I pointed out this morning, many of those issues, sadly, are still issues we continue to talk about uh, a century later. So, you know, we urge the government today to call this private member's bill. It's not often that governments do that, um, but we think it's significant, it's important, and it would show a, a nonpartisan approach to making the kind of progress that's necessary to ensure that women indeed uh, do earn equal pay for equal work. 
And, and one more thing here, and I will let you go here shortly, mm-hmm. but uh, you, we, you mentioned as well, most impacted in terms of job losses during the pandemic have been women. And that might be a result of where more women are, um, you know, what sectors they might actually be working in. But nonetheless, that shouldn't matter here when we're talking about the overall concept of, of being most impacted throughout this course of COVID-19. How concerning is it to you that we're seeing women be sort of um, um, inadvertently impacted by the result of this pandemic? It's a great characterization. It's exactly what it is, that the sectors that are hardest hit are typically uh, are typically uh, the significant number of workers in those sectors are women. And so when you when you think about what's happened during the pandemic, 27,000 more women uh, than men have lost their jobs. And that's an that's an enormous challenge for us. Um, today, we raised issues uh, related to the tourism sector, for example, where they are asking for very specific help uh, so that they can hold on, uh, you know, after what a year that was basically devastating for that sector. So that's exactly right. The hardest hit sectors uh, typically have more females that work in those sectors. And so, again, you know, we're calling on the government to ensure that they have a targeted a very strategic jobs plan that would look specifically at those hard-hit sectors, making sure that women have the opportunity to get back into the workforce. And that's going to take a lot of work. Um, We understand the number one priority is obviously the healthcare situation, the health and wellness of British Columbians, but we have to start paying attention to the economy and making sure that people can get back into the workforce, particularly women who have been most uh, significantly impacted. Thank you so much for the time today, Shirley. I really appreciate you doing this here on International Women's Day. Um, you know, just thanks for being a, a great spokesperson and, and a leader for women here in this province. I appreciate the time, and uh, we'll do it again soon. I look forward to it. Thank you so much. Take good care. You as well. There is the leader of the BC Liberal Party interim leader, Shirley Bond, and she, of course, is also the MLA for Prince George Valmont as well, uh, speaking today here on International Women's Day. Uh, Great messaging there as well. Uh, I really appreciated a lot of what she had to say and sharing some good stories about her political career and how... Uh, man, just, uh, you know, sometimes people are fearful of making eye contact uh, with with the person who is sitting at the head of the table, the minister responsible for a certain portfolio. It is amazing to me that that is how some people feel and, and some people just are so uncomfortable with that kind of a setting. Hopefully we'll continue to do better. I, uh, I talked about it earlier as well. We shouldn't need days like today, but we do, unfortunately, right now. And we'll see things continue to improve, I hope, as time moves on. Shouldn't, shouldn't have to wait overly a long amount of time for pay equity and inequality. I, you know, I believe that we should all be humans, and that's the, the number one thing that connects us, not our gender, not our race, but it should be the fact that we are all people, and that should bring us close together. Unfortunately, there is still division, um, and unfortunately still there's little little things that we cannot control that somehow separate us. We have to move past those things. Today's today Days like today help us have this conversation. It's an important one to have, although it might be uncomfortable at times. And maybe it feels like I'm overemphasizing this subject here today. And that maybe that's true for some people out there, but I think it needs to be had. Um, and we'll continue to have this conversation until 6 o'clock. Because you know what? Tomorrow's not International Women's Day, but today is. So let's celebrate it here today.